Hey, this is Alexander Lauren, the podcaster's coach, and you're listening to the final episode of season number one of The Podcaster's Life. My special guest today is John Lee Dumas. Thanks so much for joining me. I took some additional time off during the Christmas vacation. I needed some extra time because I wanted to finish writing my book, and I did it. I finished writing my book. It's called The Book on Podcasting, An Insider's Guide to Recording Success. I am so excited that I finished doing it, and I needed that extra time to write it. I had a goal. 2017, I really wanted to finish writing this book, and I could have kept on podcasting every day, five days a week, and I thought to myself, if I continue to pump out an episode every day, I'll never make my goal, because doing a podcast every day, you know, you're looking at a couple of hours at least, maybe a little less sometimes, but you know how it is. So I decided, okay, I'm just going to put it on pause, and I'm going to finish this thing, and I did. So that's why I haven't been around very much. As we speak, it's getting formatted for paperback and the book cover, the front and the back of the cover, they're they're coming to completion. I'm staring at my email waiting for it to come, the finished product. I can't I can't wait to see what it's ultimately going to look like. Well, I know what it looks like. Now, barring any disaster, this thing will be on sale at the end of the month on Amazon paperback edition. And uh, boy, it feels really great. It feels really great. Published author. I can't, I can't wait until it's officially, I'm officially a published author. Okay, so I managed to get 15 minutes with John Lee Dumas. And wouldn't you know it? The recording didn't go quite so well. Can you imagine John Lee Dumas and it didn't go well? I savaged what I could. And because I only had 15 minutes with him, I just did the whole rapid fire questioning that, that he does with, with his interviews at the, end of his, at the end of his show, Entrepreneur on Fire. So I just bombarded him with a whole bunch of questions. And then I just we jumped into a, a micro podcast improv. I really wanted to do a micro podcast improv with him. Actually, I wanted to do that more than ask him questions. I just have so much fun doing the improv. Everyone has fun doing it. So life is short. Let's have some fun. What I'll do is I'm going to play that rapid fire question and answer portion for you now. Then I will come back. I will bid you a farewell and then we'll end with the improv. Enjoy. This show has been about helping the aspiring podcasters get started and also help those existing podcasters who are stuck get energized with some new inspiration or some new ideas that they can try. I've talked to a lot of podcasters who start off doing the podcast for fun, but they also hold on to the dream of making a living from podcasting. Are there any steps or foundational pieces that a brand new podcaster can take or even create that can eventually turn their podcast into a business for them in the future? Well, I can definitely say I think the most important thing any of us as podcasters can do, number one, is know what our priorities are. And our priorities as podcast hosts 
are our listeners. They always has been and it always will be. So if you as a podcast host are willing to put your listeners as a priority and ask them for feedback, ask them to, to ask you questions, engage with them, have one-on-one conversations with them when you can on social media, on email, jump on a call with them, ask them questions along the lines of what are you struggling with so that they can tell you their problems, their obstacles, and their challenges. And then you, the podcast host who has asked them this question and is listening to their answers can provide the solution in the form of a product or a service or a community. I mean, almost every single way that we generate revenue now with our business, which has definitely allowed us to live and completely subsist off of our podcast, is from the problems that we've heard our listeners have because they've told us, creating solutions for them, and then offering it to them as a product, as a service, as a community. So whatever that might be, engage your listeners, ask them those questions, provide solutions for them, and that's the way that you can start to build a significant revenue stream off of your podcast. Do you have any time management suggestions for an entrepreneur, a solo practitioner, who starts a podcast and adds it to their already busy schedule? I would just say, listen, figure out something that works for you on the course of a month-over-month basis. Block off one day a month where you're going to batch three, four, five interviews or just topic-based rants that you know that are just situations and problems in your industry and just record them on that one day. And so you know that you can just commit one day a month to doing what you need to do to have a successful weekly podcast. You know, find all one of the great companies out there that does editing and polishing up and adding of intros and outros. Let them do all that stuff and you just focus on the business. So you keep doing what you do on one day a month, probably just three or four hours, by the way, during that one day, you're going back to back on the four four to five interviews that you want to have go live that month. And then you're sending it off to a team that's taking care of the rest and you're able to continue to do what you do best, which is whatever you're doing in your business, while expanding your marketing, while expanding your voice, your message, your mission with this world. It just has to be in a focused, batched method. When you started out, did you delegate, did, did you delegate editing right away? Nope, I did everything, and I still do a lot of things myself, but guess what? I'm a podcaster. I'm a podcast host. That's what I do. I'm not a dentist or a chiropractor or you know a fitness guru that is doing this on the side to like maybe build up more of an audience. So because of that, I keep things in-house, and I do those things because I want to become an expert and a pro. That might not be your goal, and that's fine, but if it is, then you better become great at it. If it's not, then find people who are and pay them to do it. At what point do you think podcasters should change their show? When they hear that they need to change their show from their listeners. If you're not having your finger on the pulse, asking your listeners what they like, what they don't like, what they want to see more, what they want to see less of, then you're not going to be building a better show going forward. So have the communication. When it becomes obvious your audience or the majority of your audience wants something else, start to give it to them. Have you ever discovered any online tools or methods that have helped your clients gain more listeners? Just focusing on creating a better podcast. That's the only tried and true thing. I could give you X or Y or Z method that will either be working or not working in one month, one week, one year, or I can just say, create a better podcast, be better at what you do, hone your craft, give more value to the world through a better podcast. That's the only real answer. How does John Lee Dumas deal with setbacks? 
like everybody else does. You know, I, I get them all the time. I identify exactly why I had that setback and what I can do better the next time, learn from it, and then try to set up a system or an automation or something to improve upon what caused that in the first place. Like for me, I have setbacks every single day. And if I'm not having setbacks for a significant amount of time for any reason, I'm getting a little nervous because that means I'm not pushing myself. Like I'm not actually getting out of my comfort zone because mistakes are going to happen. Setbacks are going to happen when you're pushing the envelope. And when you're not, you're not creating anything special anyways. What is the most powerful, amazing thing that you have seen a podcast do for someone? I'd say move them to tears and really impact them in that way where it just shakes their core and makes them make a significant life change. When you started podcasting, did you learn something new about yourself? Huh. You know, I think the thing that I learned about myself is that I really did have a curiosity um, to dig deeper into questions. And I didn't really necessarily know that. But as I was hearing people talk and giving, you know, their kind of standard answers that people just give and they kind of get in that just click were type of routine, me wanting to be like, you know what? I don't need to hear just your your surface level answer. Like, I want to go deeper. I want to get specific. I want to get real. And like that level of curiosity, I don't think I really knew that I had until I started podcasting on a big time level. Do you podcast for business or do you podcast for happiness? Both. And what has been your greatest success? I'd say just being able to... Um, create a lifestyle freedom business that allows me to do what I want, when I want, where I want it. I mean, now I'm living in Puerto Rico in the care, you know, overlooking the Caribbean, creating my own schedule, working when I want to, working on what I want to, having fun doing it, deciding who I'm going to interact with, the topics I want to um, take on, and the challenges that I want to overcome. And, you know, that's been my biggest overall success. What was it like for you when you started podcasting? How did you learn about it? What was it like for you gathering equipment and stuff like that? You know, for me, it was just going from always wanting to learn and and be a, a consumer of knowledge. And that was, you know, from initially reading books to then being led to audio books and then saying, wow, this is expensive. Is there any free content out there? And then learning about podcasting and then saying, wow, this is a cool medium, really cool medium. How can I get involved with that? And then just Googling, you know, how do you learn about podcasting and then seeing the tutorials from Cliff Ravenscraft and, you know, other great podcasters out there like Pat Flynn and learning from them and hiring them, you know, to learn, uh, to teach me and, and so that I can continue to learn from them and to guide me like that investing in myself, you know, really got me to the place that I am today. What's the one big thing that you would suggest to someone who wants to start a podcast? I say know exactly the uniqueness that you want to bring within your show because we don't need another show that's just like the million other shows that are out there. We need a show that's unique to you, that's unique to your industry, that's unique to your passion. So really take a step back, take a deep breath and think, how can I bring something special to the world that maybe doesn't exist? And I'm not talking about like completely new. I'm just talking about what's unique. Like what is something about you as an individual that you can bring to this world knowledge-wise, curiosity-wise, intelligence-wise, whatever that might be, skill set-wise, that's different, that's going to fill a void. You should be filling that void. My podcast filled the void. There was no daily podcast interviewing entrepreneurs. That's why it succeeded. What podcast, or I should say, what void is your podcast going to fill? You should be able to clearly articulate that. 
All right. Well, there you have it. Awesome fellow, John Lee Dumas. Awesome fellow. Can, can you imagine how many people John Lee Dumas has helped out? You know, I want to be just like John Lee Dumas. I want to have the power to help an unlimited amount of people. That sounds really good. Before I go and close out this season, I'd like to share with you that this podcast is changing for season number two. This past year, I've been heavily focused on interviews. In season two, I don't think I'm going to do any interviews at all. And I'm also adding one word to the title. And the word is happy. I'm going to call this thing the happy podcaster's life. Because I want to inspire you. I want to motivate you. And I want you to be a successful person. And what I've discovered that is if you want to have success, you must have happiness. So that's my mission. And on paper, on paper, my mission reads, help one million podcasters. So as the weeks go by, I hope to hear from you and discover if I'm actually moving closer to my goal of reaching one million people. To all my dedicated listeners, thanks so much. To all my guests, thank you. You'll hear from me soon. Thanks so much for your time. Have a wonderful day and goodbye for now. Welcome to the Close Micro Podcast. This is the podcaster's coach, Alexander Lauren, and I'm joined with... John Lee Dumas, which, by the way, randomly, I'm wearing clothes today. Did you know that? No, I wasn't aware that you were wearing clothes right now. We're only on Skype, so I can only see your beautiful face. (laughs) So tell me, what does John Lee Dumas wear when he's podcasting? Well, when I'm audio-only podcasting, I will say I go shirtless because I do live in Puerto Rico, and there's just no need for shirts. Um, I have a nice pair of orange shorts on with, of course, briefs. And really the only unique thing that I'm wearing, which I have completely fallen in love with on the clothes spectrum, are compression socks. And I love these things. They're all the way pulled up to my knees. My ones today are actually black. I have multiples in multiple colors, black, blue, white, et cetera, um, red. I love them. Um, there's There's just a feeling of comfort that only people who consistently wear compression socks will understand. When you pull them on in the morning, after you've been wearing them for a couple weeks, you'll get it. You won't unless you do. So uh, yeah, that's what I'm wearing right now. Excellent. You love clothes so much. You're just taking it all to the next level. (laughs) So you go shirtless on some days. I mean, in a way, don't you feel bad that you're not wearing any clothes and you love clothes so much? We do love clothes, but I feel like there's nothing that's more shameful than wasting clothes. Because what what are you doing when you're putting a shirt on? You're covering up some of your shorts. So I don't want to hide my shorts behind a shirt because my shorts are amazing. And I'm looking at your Skype video right now, which of course you a uh, Skype photo, and of course you have a beautiful face as well. 
you you seem to be a hat guy. So talk to me about hats. Oh, I love hats. They protect my head. And what I've been told is that if I don't protect my head in the summertime, I'm going to develop brown spots. Ooh, yeah. Yeah, and that's one of the bonuses of wearing clothes. I mean, they could protect you. And as you age, you won't turn into an old, hideous-looking monster. And that's why we have the Clothes Podcast. We can educate people about how to use clothes to protect themselves and be better people. John Lee Dumas, what is wrong with the clothes industry today? You know, I'd say overall what's wrong with the clothes industry is the fact that there's just not enough of it. I mean, for me, where are all of the clothes in this world? You know, so many people today are just looking at, hey, I'm going to be up in New England, so I'm going to be wearing winter coats, I'm going to be in California, I'm just going to wear tank tops, you know, wherever they are, they're just wearing those specific clothes. I think we just need to have days that are themed as clothes days, that no matter what day it is, you have to follow a certain theme so that everybody feels like they're getting the full cycle. Like for me, I'm stuck in this brutal cycle of just shorts and compression socks, and I need to get out of it. I need themed days. That's what's wrong with this world. Let's get get it going. I will crank up the air conditioning in my office, put on a winter jacket so that I can feel like I'm back in Maine. I miss that feeling. Well, you know what we could do? We could take it to a whole new level. I'll go outside wearing shorts and sandals, and you go ahead, go out there and wear a winter coat and some boots. We'll just take it to a new level. Listen, this has been so wonderful doing this closed micro podcast with you, John Lee Dumas. Why don't you take the last word? Well, listen, all I have to say is if you are truly inspired about clothes, you need to make sure that you tune into this podcast, Clothes on Fire. It's a figurative name. It's not literal. Our clothes are not literally on fire, but they are figuratively on fire. So make sure that you are prepared to ignite.